How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, they do now with Suzuki and Caulfield, and it's fast outside the line. Alex Tuck's got a chance at a breakaway. Alex Tuck settles it down to the net, scores! What a goal by Alex Tuck, a shorthanded marker, and the Sabres have taken a 3-2 lead in Montreal. Well, that right there was your game winner. Alex Tuck, shorthanded, turnover in the neutral zone. Tuck going the other way on the breakaway. He finishes it late second. The shorthanded goal right there is our NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. 3-2 Sabres get it done. And Lukanen coming up big in the third period. The Sabres were outshot 11-4 in the third Lukanen coming up big, a nice bounce-back game after a rare, poor effort from him against Anaheim. Uh, Lukanen has been, I guess you could almost argue, maybe the team MVP here this season, the way he has been playing, and he does definitely shakes off that Ducks game with a first-star honors tonight as he uh, played very, very well. 31 shots, 29 saves in front of a sellout at the Bell Center. All right, we will be heading to the locker room in just a moment. Paul Hamilton is awaiting to go in to talk to the victorious Sabres. We'll also get Don Granado's postgame comments. We'll get a couple of thoughts from Paul. Uh, highlights, stats, scores, standings, update, all coming your way. If you want to send me a tweet, uh, we'll read some of those a little bit later on in the postgame. Send them in at Brian WGR. Well, we uh, head to the room and start to get some reaction first. Let's head live to Montreal with Paul Hamilton. Some guess big win here for, for the club. Uh... You got behind early, but uh, you're able to stay with it, uh, get the goal that uh, you got to start things off. Uh, h- how were you guys able to accomplish it? 
Uh, it was just a simple game there. Uh, you know, we uh, just uh, got it to the point shot a couple times, you know, uh, got some tips and uh, eventually went in. How did you feel like you defended in the third period? You didn't have a lot of shots, but did you, did you feel you defended okay? Yeah, here and there. Uh, I mean, there's definitely uh, room for improvement. I think uh, we still gave up some chances, and Upi stood on his head, and uh, it was a big one. What did you like about the effort in the third to close it out? I mean, great. Uh, I mean, I think the dads and uh, people that uh, uh, mean a lot to us are here, so I, I think that kind of pushed a little bit for us to do well. I saw they came in and read the uh, lineup. It seemed like you guys got fired up with that. Yeah, no, that, that was great. Uh, we loved it. That's uh, that's awesome. So we got one more, so we'll do it again. Do you always enjoy it when they're here? Yeah, I mean, it's a great trip. Uh, uh, the team always uh, does a tremendous job of uh, providing this type of trip. Uh, it's it's memories that, that you won't forget, and uh, uh, yeah, it's great. Montreal's a team. They score a lot from the point. They, their defense scores a lot, and both goals tonight were off the point, too. Uh, was it something you guys were – and actually, I thought about it, too. They had a lot of shots wide from the point, too, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys did a good job of uh, trying to be in the lanes and uh, trying to uh, minimize that. Um, and, again, I, I think Upi did a tremendous job today. You mentioned the goaltending tonight. How big a factor was it for you guys in the win tonight? No, yeah, I mean, Upi's been great for uh, – for the last uh, couple months for us, so uh, uh, nothing but hats off to him for uh, playing the way he does. Thanks, Zemgis. Zemgis Gergensen's on the post game. I believe Alex Tuck is still by his locker over here, so let's roam over there. Probably going to be ready in one second. I think he wants to put a shirt on first before he. Winner was his 16th of the season. That was unassisted. <laughs> I'm radio, so I, it doesn't matter for me. So. <laughs> Alex, it was kind of fitting maybe it was defending that helped you guys get your goal, to, to, which turned out to be the game-winning goal, but it was defending that started it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great play by our defenseman. I don't know who was on the right side, uh, on the PK or the cliff here, or EJ, I'm guessing, uh, to force, uh, I think, Caulfield to turn up with it, and then Benny jumped him, and I saw an opportunity that was going to make Matheson a little uncomfortable there, and I saw it get past him, so I just uh, went and uh, got lucky on the goal there, but no, it was a really good play by those two. Was it, though? You walked in there with, it looked like, at least where I was sitting, with a lot of confidence. You looked like you knew, hey, I'm scoring here. I, I sure hope so. I've gotten a few breakaways this year that I haven't been able to capitalize on, but uh, I knew that Benny was following up on the rebound if I didn't put it in, so I was a little bit more at ease. You didn't get a lot of shots until after maybe the 8-minute, 12-minute mark, rather, of the third period. How did you feel overall in the third period? Did you feel you defended well enough? Did you feel you needed to defend better? What did you think about the third period? Well, um, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't give anything up, right? So I guess we defended well enough, and Upi saved us when we didn't defend well enough. Um, but no, we knew that they were going to come out and push, and I, I don't think our confidence in, uh, in that game wavered. Uh, even if they were able to get one, I think we were, we were going to be able to push back there, and uh, I thought all four lines were really uh, doing a good job and trying to lock it down, and we're still trying to be better defensively, and um, I, th I think we cleaned up uh, some mishaps that we had in the first period, allowing them to, to seam us a little bit too much. I think we cleaned it up, and they weren't able to, to get any, uh, as many good opportunities in the third there. You know, Alex, we 
we've talked so much about the home record. We haven't talked enough about the road record. Another game tonight where you guys didn't get rattled with the atmosphere, didn't get rattled at the end. Just what is it about some of these games? Minnesota, same thing. You pull one out. You don't get rattled on the road. No, I just think we just go in and play. I, I think we're uh, we're not worried about anything. We're just having some fun and um, get some good team camaraderie. Uh, and we had a good group at dinner last night, and we got the fathership going on. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun um, to to start this trip off with a win. And uh, I guess we, we lost the one at home, but not all the fathers were there yet. I don't think so. It doesn't count. So one and zero on this father's trip, and uh, in a good atmosphere, and got a lot coming to the Bell Center. They always bring a great crowd, and um, it was a lot of fun. What, what did it mean to get a goal out of Skinner, and again doing it against Montreal and in this building where he just seems to light it up? Yeah, I, I was. I'm, I didn't say anything to him, but I said it to a couple of people. I go, all right, here we go. Here we go. Skinny's gonna have a game today, so he was good today. I thought he played really well. I thought he uh, got some confidence back with that goal. It's, um, you know what? No one, no one, no one's harder on himself than Jeff, honestly. And uh, he really cares about uh, the game of hockey, how he's playing, how the team's doing, uh, and each individual in this locker room. And um, you know, he's a great teammate, and he's. Uh, He's really been hard on himself, especially as of late, and uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. But he works really hard, and he's, I think he's working himself out of this hole, and um, he's just going to keep battling each and every night. And it was good to see him get one tonight. Did the dads fire you up when they read the lineup to start off? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to talk to my dad about mine, but I don't know. I'm not, not too fired up. I don't know about that one. But no, no, Tim Clifton came in, and we had a, he, had a great, he had a great speech, and then uh, all, the, all the other dads following him up. So uh, it was great. It was awesome to see. and. I mean, it, it just goes to show you how much, um, I mean, how much it takes just to get us here and uh, to be able to, to give back to the people that really matter in our lives and, and really are the reason why we're here is uh, really special for us. So um, this is my dad's fourth father's trip of my career, and uh, we've enjoyed every single one so far and um, just trying to keep him out of trouble. He made it through uh, Montreal, so that's, that's always a positive. <laughs> uh, my mom will be happy that he didn't die in Montreal, so yeah. That's good. Thanks, Alex. Jeff Skinner's out here. <laughs> what did you think of this? I noticed when your dad came in, you kind of had your head down. You didn't really look up. I usually have my head down. I didn't. I don't think anyone gave him. I think they caught him off guard. He had to go first, so he had a he had a tough job. But I thought it was fun. It was funny. How about you know? We talked to you about you know playing here. Do you just ooze with confidence when you're in this building? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things where it's kind of worked out. I think. Um, I mean, today I just kind of went to net, and because he took a shot and I got the rebound, went in. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. It's sometimes you have. Obviously, I've I've been in a little bit of a, a slump here, and, and sort of looking to get one and, and get a bounce. And fortunately, I got one here tonight. So hopefully, that can be the, the start of something uh, a little bit better. You made a push in the third, but you were able to finish it off. What did you like about the way you got it out tonight? I thought UPL was great. Um, PK was great. Um, and I, I don't know, it's just one of those games where you had to kind of to grind it out in the third. They had some chances. UPL played real well when we needed them, and, and guys made blocks when we needed them and cleared the pucks when we needed them. And uh, Yeah, so it's a nice, uh, nice way to get a win. You tend to get goals and bunches. Are you looking now that all right, one finally went in for you, and now you know you you could get hot. That's the plan. Hopefully, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for uh, jinxing you. Thanks for saying it. Yeah, I think 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think for the last couple games, maybe maybe some spurts in games before that. I think me, Tomer, and obviously we back with Tucky. We've had a couple good looks. We got a couple good looks in Anaheim. Couldn't well, Tomer got one on the PP, but I think even five on five, we've gotten some good looks and just haven't been able to get a bounce or, or finish it off. I think there's 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 chances out there, and, and if we keep creating them, things will turn around. They had a lot of point shots wide. Were you as wingers playing it where you really didn't give them anything but kind of shots that were wide because a lot of their point shots were going off the glass of the back wall yeah i mean i think that's that's good lanes by guys good lanes by by d, d men boxing out in front and um yeah i think you want to try and make it difficult for them to to get to the to the middle of the ice and i think we did a decent job and when they did get there upl made the saves you know you said this morning it, it becomes a story when you have a couple games where you score goals but another game where you were in a bit of a, a slide you get a goal here i mean it's how much of a story is it against this team now in your mind that you know you have their number? It's up to you guys to write it, I guess. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just it's just one of those things. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I think it could have easily missed that shot, and, and we're, we're not talking about it. But um, it, it went in, and, and I think I think for me too, I think. A lot of those games where I had good games here and, and had some good production, I was, I was playing with my linemates had good production too. I think Tucky, Tom, I don't know their stats, but they probably got, got good ones here too. So if, if, if the line's clicking and, and guys are playing well offensively, it, it kind of leads to, to production. And uh, for me, fortunately, it's, it's, it's turned out pretty, pretty good here the last couple of games. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks. Jeff Skinner on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, there's Jeff Skinner. He scored the power play goal, which tied it at two, and then his line mate, Alex Tuck, the shorthanded goal, won it. Our blue and gold locker room reports. They are brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We're going to have Don Granado. Uh, coming up here any moment uh, as soon as the Sabres head coach is made available. Paul Hamilton will get that interview going. We'll also get a couple of thoughts from Paul here. Uh, while we wait for the Sabres head coach, let's get the final stats from the game brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. All right, shots in the third. Again, this is where Lukanen comes up big. 11-4, to Montreal. He stopped them all. In the game, it ends up 31-23 to in favor of the Canadiens. Power plays. How about the Sabres winning this battle? They did not do that very often this year. One of three for the Sabres. The Skinner goal came there, and Buffalo stopped all four Montreal power play attempts as the Canadians went 0 for 4. Lukanen gets the win, 29 saves. Montembeau, the loss, 20 saves. The three stars in this one tonight, uh, Arbor uh, Jackeye getting a third star of the game. Uh, then you've got Wah, the second star, and Lukanen, the third or the first star. Ukapeka Lukanen, first star honors. He's our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. The announced attendance at Bell Center, 21,105. With the dads in attendance for the Sabres, which all three players mentioned, uh, they really enjoy this trip. And uh, yeah, they'll continue on and uh, be on the trip for the game in Columbus. That's Buffalo's next game. Friday night, 7 o'clock, we'll have it for you right here on the Sabres radio network. Then the Sabres come home Sunday for a Sunday night 6 o'clock game with Carolina and then back on the road to Florida for games with the Panthers and the Lightning close out 
the month of February. Yep, it's going to be March before we know it. The Sabres have a lot of home games coming up in March as well, including games with Eichel, McDavid. Those are some of the headline games. The Leafs will be in the building as well. So uh, looking forward to some fun uh, home games coming up in March. Let's hope, to quote uh, the great line from many Sabres past, we have meaningful games in March. It's going to take a lot here, a very strong finish for February for that really uh, to hold par here. Uh, the Sabres do get a win, which moves them ahead of the Canadiens in the standings. Buffalo now with 54 points with the win, Canadians with 52. Uh, both teams have played 56 games overall. Uh, that puts the Sabres 10 points back of Detroit, who right now is currently holding down wildcard spot number two. But as we've been talking about every time we check the standings, uh, the Sabres have a lot of teams to leapfrog. They're still two behind the Penguins, four behind the Capitals, six behind the Islanders and the Devils, and that is, again, before they even get to Detroit, uh, that are 10 back. Now, you want to really, really believe the Sabres play the Detroit Red Wings three more times this season. So there is a chance, right? What's the, is it the Jim Carrey GIF, right? So you're telling me there's a chance, right? All right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll go down this road here for a second if you want me to while we wait for Don Granato. Uh, they're playing Detroit three times. So there's an opportunity there. Do you maybe get five out of six points? Do you maybe get six out of six? Okay, so you got that opportunity head-to-head that Detroit is, to me, catchable because you do play them three times. You have to probably go 3-0, and though, in those games. Or, like, you know, yeah, 3-0. I think you got to go in those games. All right, now the Devils and the Islanders. Well, you got to catch them. Well, the Sabres, lo and behold, guess what? They play them each um, once in March. So you've got head-to-head matchups there. Capitals and Penguins, those are teams you got to catch. You're done with the Penguins for the season and uh, you have Washington twice in April, so they can be caught. So head-to-head-wise, there is some opportunity there. Now, again, in these head-to-head games, the Sabres are going to have to go almost perfect. Uh, so they've got a long road to climb. All right, Don Granado now live at the Bell Center. We go back to Montreal with Paul. And what were your thoughts on the overall game itself? Uh, I'm sure there's some things you liked, some things maybe you didn't, but what were your overall thoughts? I thought it uh, obviously incredible atmosphere. Uh, we fall behind, and I thought our battle level was high through the start. We had to weather a storm, um, you know, uh, in segments, but the guys stayed with it. And Thompson, Tuck, Skinner line was very good. Uh, obviously, a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, um, a nice net front presence goal by. Uh, Gergensen, so lots of things to like in it, but the, the most important thing to like is the win. What did you do to start sealing off the middle? I mean, they had a lot of chances from the slot in the first period, and that kind of went away. That's exactly what we did. You know, when you when you have an opportunity in between periods to reset and even show a clip or two, I think. Uh, but I, I think the guys knew it, felt it, so so you can supplement it with it with, you know, you take a breath and, and show a clip or two and, um, you know, kind of recalibrate it. And, and I thought our guys looked way more comfortable in it. I mean, this is this is a team, um, you know, they're they're a pretty high-flying team. They can zip the puck around the rink well. Um, and uh, it can sometimes pull you out, pull you out of the middle. And, and um, I thought we did a much better job, uh, as you mentioned, after the first. How do you think you were able to shut down the 
Canadians top line and Slavkovsky, Suki, Caulfield, they've been really hot. Uh, yeah. A couple streaks ended tonight. Well, I think uh, I'm not I'm not so aware of that, but I think uh, uh, Uka Pekka and Hoopy was on his game. I mean, he had to make several nice saves. Obviously, they made some nice plays. So um, you, you have to you, you have to have a good goaltending performance if you're going to do that. Now, how did you feel about the third? Uh, it took you maybe 12 minutes to get a shot, but there were a lot of point shots also by Montreal. So, how did you feel overall about the third period? Maybe the way you defended, the way the period went. I mean, I I didn't didn't feel like our guys were felt our guys were dialed in despite um, and ready for any opportunity. Um, but again, a credit to them. They, they did a nice job of managing the puck um, and, and limiting our opportunity to, to, to pick something off. Uh, they got a lot of pucks through. And, but but um, no, I, was, I thought our guys did what had to be done. And, and uh, you know, I guess the team that was, was also, I felt, very played a good hockey game tonight. Your home record has been such a talking point. I wish I had the complete answer to that, uh, but no, I think they, uh, you know, you get on the road, you're just with your team. You know, they're 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 together all day long, and I think that does help. I think that helps their focus. I think it helps bring them, bring them in and dial in to to a game. I mean, we, you know, we leave yesterday, and you, they know you're preparing for a game. Obviously, at home, there's so many other things going on for you, and everybody's separate. So I I, I do I do like us on the road being being you know. In, in a much tighter, I mean, you, have, you have your teammates, and that's it. Is there something you can carry from that, though? Is there some lesson to be learned about whatever it is you guys do on the road? <sighs> I mean, we we certainly look at it, we talk about it, but I but I think that's the big one. I think you know that you you see the, uh, the guys are spending the whole day together uh, on the road, and, and you know you're preparing for a game the whole day and the day day before on these trips, so. Um, you know, it's it's just a different dynamic that I think is uh, um, you know you can't really replicate that at home. And, and but I think that's uh, you know these guys hang out all day and they like it. You know, I know that. Two guys in there mentioned the dads and what it meant to be able to go on out for them. Do you sense that was a rallying point for those guys to have them here? I think it's always nice to have uh, your your parents around, your fathers and your mothers, and, and these trips are are special times. And I know um, just. Last night, uh, talking with parents and fathers today as well. Um, we had a lineup read, obviously, by, by each father of the starting, and that was nice. I think that's energizing for all the guys. How about the, the game-winning goal? You're, you're killing a penalty, but is that an example of maybe where good defense, I mean, you had a defenseman, I remember, that killed it. Then you had Benson there in a layer, and next thing you know, you have a breakaway. I mean, was it good defense that led to be able to get that opportunity? I thought it was a great play by Zach Benson, a great read by Zach Benson, um, you know, on an entry, power play entry for them, and then obviously Tuck was in a nice position to jump on it. Um, so, yes, yeah, there, there's no question. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a good defensive play to run them into some kind of confined space. I think Darlene might, Darlene might have started it. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Don Granado in the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you very much. And, uh, yep, the road success. You heard Mike Harrington ask it there. Uh, ask it there. Six and one uh, on the road uh, in 2024. So uh, they remember they started the year with two wins, uh, two wins in Montreal and in Pittsburgh, and uh, then picked up two out of three on the West Coast trip and uh, now win in Minnesota and in Montreal. So six and one 
on the road. All right, uh, 3-2 Buffalo. Let's go back to the Bell Center. A couple of quick thoughts from Paul. Paul, let's uh, just start with, I think, that road success thing. Uh, you could hear, you know, you're standing there. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You can almost hear Don Granato talking it out like, yeah, there's a lot of things I like about how this team handles road games, being together, talking about the game all day, preparing for it, less distractions, all these sort of things. Um, how, but tough to replicate that at home. I've got to think, if I'm him, I am brainstorming every single possible way to try to replicate as much of it as possible. Yeah, and I want to say the third period wasn't great. As I said, it took like 12 minutes to get a shot. And then they got two right in a row. It was Thompson and Skinner. I didn't hate it, to be quite honest with you. I, it was The shots were 5 nothing. I think, through half of it. And I, the thing that I really, I knew the Montreal's defense likes to score and they like to shoot. And the whole game, basically, yeah, they got two from back there. But a lot of that game, shots were going wide. And maybe a lot of that was looking and coming out and cutting down the angle and being in good position. But, uh, you know, they were in lanes. And there were a couple of really good ones. Yoki, how are you fanned on a pass? And unfortunately, that almost wound up in the net. But Lukanen made a great made a great play on that. And then, um, you know, so so you got out of that one. Lukanen made another really good glove save on, was it Suzuki maybe? Yes. Uh, in the slot that, uh, you know, so he had to be good. There's no question. But I didn't get the sense they got absolutely dominated. Lukanen and Paul coming up uh, big, as you mentioned there, too. And the Sabres special teams also come up big, Paul. Uh, Thompson takes what I consider to be uh, kind of a, a bad penalty there, the slash at the end. Uh, but they were able to really kill that off, and Cousins worked so hard to draw the penalty, so that sawed that off. And then, of course, we know power play goal, shorthanded goal. So on the night as a whole, the special teams does very well to contribute. Look how well he did defending that six on four. You know, after the penalty was called, then they pulled the goaltender. I don't know, did Lukanen even have to make a save? If he did, it wasn't a hard one. Uh, Greenway, when you put him in those spots, he is really, really good. Greenway, Eric Johnson, they, they take away those passing lanes, shooting lanes, and on the six on four, it, it never really got dangerous. And then you saw Greenway and Cousins really work hard. And then the puck goes down ice and Cousins just goes flying after it, you know, and he got there first. So now, you, first of all, you can change if you want to. Second of all, he's got an opportunity down there as he gets down there. And as you mentioned, you know, the kid, uh, number one pick overall last year, takes his third penalty of the game. And that's all because of great hustle. Yep. All right, Paul. Well, the road has treated the Sabres well. They all three players and Granado mentioning that the dad's trip uh, is inspiring to them. They get the chance to do it again on Friday in Columbus. Yeah, if anybody wants to see something fairly entertaining and funny, go to the Sabres uh, site on Twitter and watch the dads in the <laughs> beginning of the game with speeches and reading the lineup, and uh, they're pretty funny. Yeah. Paul, have a safe trip to Columbus. We'll talk Friday. Thank you. Okay, talk to you then. All right, Paul Hamilton in Montreal at Bell Center here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 3-2 Sabres win it. And, yes, 6-1 and one on the road in 2024. I feel like there's more that uh, I know the Sabres have gotten a lot of talk on our flagship station on WGR this week about, you know, what has gone wrong and why. Um, we, we can get into this next segment, but, man, the atmosphere at Key Bank Center, 
Uh, I know people have used a lot of words to describe it, but the Sabres seem to thrive on the road. They really do. Don Granato talked about why, and, uh, you know, I uh, I feel like that'll be something to talk about here over the next 24 hours, especially if they win again on the road in Columbus. It'll be another reason, you know, we, I keep, ha- I, I should just really like keep this track here, like a, like a, a Google doc for everybody to a spreadsheet for everybody to contribute here, make our longer list of why the Sabres missed the playoffs this year. Well, we know what's on there is the home record being so poor. It will also be near the top of the list. And uh, they continue to do very well on the road. Again, a very good enough road record to be in the playoffs. You look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now, you look at their road record, and then you compare the Sabres' road record, and it's very, very similar. Uh, If not some of them, the Sabres are even better then. But the home record is atrocious, and, you know, we know in standings what that means. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. If you want to keep listening, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, more Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. 3-2, Sabres beat the Canadiens. We'll get you highlights, more about the standings. We'll talk more about about this road, success, home, woes, all that coming up here as we roll on on our postgame. 3-2 Sabres win it. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. by Dylan Cousins. He stepped in Yoel Armia and flattened him. Yeah, that was a big hit from Cousins, which, by the way, then sprung Buffalo off on a three-on-two, which led to the Jeff Skinner power play goal. But that hit from Cousins is our Clinton collision. Hit of the game, Clinton collision. We're there when you need a repair. Welcome back here to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 3-2 Sabres beat the Canadiens. Let's get to our save of the game now, including tonight's first star in this save. It's Uko Pekka-Lukanen. Gets away a little bit, but Rasmus Dahlin trying to bail him out, and Suzuki with a one-handed attempt on Uko Pekka-Lukanen, who made the save. Lukanen, top-notch, especially in the third. He went 11 for 11, makes 29 saves. First star tonight. That's save of the game, brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back here to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 3-2 Sabres win it. Brian Colziel with you. TJ Luckman, our network producer. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton, of course, our reporter in Montreal. Thanks to Paul for his work tonight as he is off with the team to Columbus, where the Sabres will be next on Friday. Uh, We'll check the scores coming up here in just one moment. Um, I think, though, I mean, just interesting on this road success, home woes sort of thing. Just to kind of bring it back here, Granado asked by Mike Harrington about, you know, what's so good about the road that just can't translate it home. Paraphrasing Granado here said, look, you know, they're just with the team. It helps them dial in. He loves them on the road. The guys spend the whole day together. They prep for the game. There's nothing else going on. Says it's a really a different dynamic. Then, you know, was followed up saying, okay, well, how much of this can you translate for these home games? Because obviously this is working. Granado initially says, you know, it would be tough to replicate at home with all the other stuff going on, but said they, you know, they have been discussing, they will be discussing maybe what works on the road to try to bring for home games. Um, you know, this doesn't, this isn't going to happen. Um, but, you know, you know that NFL teams we've heard, you know, for the day before games on Saturdays, you know, they go to the hotel, they're with their team, I know that, you know, for playoff games, they do that and sort of stuff. You know, I don't think for 41 home games, you could stick them in a hotel the night before. Plus, the you know, players want to be with their families. 
Uh, they want to be in their own beds. Um, what else could you do? Well, could you make them just hang out at the arena all day? Uh, could you make them? Could, could you get a hotel room? Well, you know, you have an owner that has that hotel right across the street, right? Could you get some where they can hang? You know, I mean, this is tough, though. I mean, this is something where you really are asking for a ton of buy-in on the players with, you know, the fact that there's the morning skate, they go home, and they come back later in the day. You know, that's part of the virtue of being at home. That's supposed to be an advantage. You can go home. You can relax with your family. You could take a nap. You get a home-cooked meal. All, you know, all these things that uh, supposed to be uh, an advantage. And at KeyBank Center, you're supposed to also have the crowd on your side. And we know that Sabres fans have been anonymously saying that, well, that hasn't helped them. And Sabre fans, you have every right to to boo because the team has been awful for forever in that building. And we know that this group and this coach and this GM, it hasn't been all of them for 13, now what looks like to be 13 years uh, upcoming. But it is a very weird, weird dynamic. Uh, we know this city and this fan base, it does not take much for them to just get totally on board. I mean, look at just this offseason. Look at the last month of the year last year when the Sabres got themselves in that race. How great it was to be back down at KeyBank Center again. And this year, for a team that had missed the playoffs 12 consecutive years and has the NHL record, how excited fans were about this team. And, you know, literally just, like, excitement for a team that has missed the playoffs 12 years in a row, how much it was. I didn't run into any person that doesn't like the Sabres that was not, like, totally jacked up. I can even hearing, you know, and this sounds crazy. I remember people in the summer saying, I'm even more excited for the Sabres than I am for the Bills, you know, which sounds shocking because the Bills were maybe the second best team in the NFL behind the Chiefs this year, or at least in the AFC or whatever, you know, it's mind boggling to think that. Um, But, you know, we know at home it's been a a real disappointment and there's, I think, a variety of reasons as to why. Um, But the atmosphere in that building um, for a variety of reasons, is not good. And it's going to take them winning for it to turn around. You know, can we sit here and say, hey, fans, let's make sure you support them through thick and thin? You know, I mean, no, this is professional hockey. This is the highest level hockey league in the entire world. And you've got to understand that people are paying $100 plus to sit in those seats and $25 to park and you know what for concessions and... You're there, and it's your maybe it's your one game of the month that you're there with your friend from work, or you're there, you're taking your son or your daughter, and you shelled out a lot of money, and it's 40 minutes in, and they haven't scored yet. And you can see why maybe people get pissed, and they boo. And, you know, the players obviously have said that they have taken note of that. And, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that a fan doesn't have the right to do that. I'm not saying fans don't boo. It hurts their feelings. Like, but then Don Granado and Kevin Adams have said they care so much and that it does affect them. So, I don't know. What's the magic solution? I mean, ultimately win, and it all takes care of itself. Uh, this group has to figure it out. And I don't know if it means, uh, you know, what can you do in the building to make the atmosphere better? Something's not right down there. The the juju down there, the mojo, whatever you want to call it, uh, the black cloud that hangs over KeyBank Center, it's strong. And it takes. it seems like... It's going to take a lot to get rid of that feeling right now. The Sabres just play so, so freely, so together. Even things like sticking up for their teammates on the road, it's, it's like second nature. Look, when Zach Benson gets cross-checked, bang, Jordan Greenway's right in there. Rasmus Dahlin's right in Like, automatic. Sometimes at home, it, like, it doesn't even happen. 
I, um, I, I, I just don't know. You know, I am in there for every single home game for the past now 16 seasons that I've been the host of this team. And yes, the tank years, the atmosphere in that building that year was awful. And we don't need to go down that road. We know why it was. Um, it almost really just has never recovered to get great again. Like it was out of the lockout with the Briere and Drury teams there with Ryan Miller and Brian Campbell and Jay McKee and that group. And, you know, I'm sure you're saying, Brian, look at those players. That's why it was great because they were great and they performed and the fans got excited. And, you know, it uh, the wheel spins. It does for sure. But there is just so much negativity in that building right now. It clearly is affecting this team. This team is definitely not to, to be left off the hook in terms of why they're playing terrible at home. Uh, I think everything is to blame. Um, fans even want to say, look, the atmosphere in there stinks. The seats stink. The scoreboard's the worst in the league. All, the concession stands, blah, 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 all these things. are that it, it all adds up to not a good experience in that building. And should all of that matter when it comes down to the fact that maybe Tage Thompson doesn't score like he did last year? It shouldn't, but it seems to be. And does it matter at times here you know, when the pressure's on, the Sabres seem to crumble in that building? I don't know why, but they do. They can do it on the road. This team has been, if you just took road games, they would be a playoff team. But in that building, it is a disaster. It's not been good to be 4-7 and seven in January in when you've been playing essentially in must-win mode since January. When you have had games in there against Ottawa and San Jose and Chicago, these terrible teams... Um, there's where your wins are. Anaheim, you lose. Uh, Dallas, you dominate. You can't. You, you score one and you lose. St. Louis, pretty good. You score one and you lose. Uh, Vancouver, you dominate. One of the best teams in the league. You score zero and you lose. I mean, that, that is a collective effort right there. That should not be just because somebody somebody decided to start booing at the end of the second period because you had no goals. Ultimately, even in years. Previously, these last few years, when this team kind of became likable again for some of you, it was because they were scoring. And you did feel like the energy and the buzz was there, that this team was contagious to be likable. And at home this year, that has just not been in place. And this is a long rant to basically say again here that their home record is just inexcusable again. To be 4-7 and seven with some of the poor opponents that they've played uh, at KeyBank Center uh, is... For me, again, right at the top of the list, why they're going to miss the postseason again. But good news for them, three of their next four are on the road. We'll see if maybe they can keep it going. Next up is Columbus uh, coming up uh, on Friday at 7 o'clock. TJ, I know you are obviously in studio for many, many, many of these games, but I know you've been to a, a, you know enough home games to understand like how it feels in there when things aren't going well. And... This fan base is just so in love with this team, and they want to do well so bad. Uh, do this, is there even the thought that these fans are like, you know, one with this team that they just can't handle the pressure, and it just makes for a, uh, a terrible winning experience in that building? I don't even know, you know, how we could even begin to really pinpoint what the issue is. It, if you really have to pour back over, the, you know, the past twelve or thirteen seasons, and and really wonder when it started to die down and just when the the feeling didn't seem to feel great anymore. I feel like last year you you started to feel like it was back a little bit, although the crowd was a little bit sparse. Uh, but this season it it's, doesn't have that feeling again that the couple times have been there. Yeah, it is, uh, it's been tough for sure. Well, I mean, if you're going to make the playoffs, if you're going to be a good franchise, you have to figure out a way to lose at home. 
Or, I'm sorry, you have to figure out what to win at home. They, they do not need to figure out any yeah. ways to do the first one. Yeah, they know how to do that. So, I mean, they've got to figure it out. And guess what? They're going to have, look at the next three. I mean, what are the games where the, the building's going to be jamming and uh, people are going to be into it? The next three Saturday home games, TJ. Ready for this? Saturdays has been you know, the best crowd. It's been full, even, even during this terrible times of this year. The next three Saturday opponents, Eichel and Vegas, McDavid and the Oilers, Matthews and all the Leafs contingent huge. and the, and all the Leafs fans. three huge matches. All three monster games. You're going to have packed buildings for those three games. Like, there's going to be a ton of energy, a ton of buzz. People are going to be ready to boo Eichel. People are going to want to be there to see the Sabres. Can they shut down McDavid? And then, of course, the Toronto game. We know what that's all about. Like, those three games, to me, you know, if the Sabres are going to, if, if there's any sort of excuse of like, oh, the atmosphere in there stinks or the fans get out, like those three games should be nutty. And I, I'm expecting that even for maybe if, if these games end up being meaningless in the standings for the Sabres, those three are going to be, to me, really exciting sporting events to be at. And I just want you to say, if you're an NHL player, like, got to thrive on that. Instead, they seem to like, I don't <laughs> they get worse from it. It just, it doesn't make sense. I understand when the building's half full and it's a Tuesday night against Arizona and you're like, man, I wish we could have some energy here from the home crowd. But I can't blame um, really anybody individually in that building for not getting excited. The team has really done not much at home to get you excited. Sabres are probably thinking, man, we could really use a home crowd that could really energize us here. I mean, look at the third period. Montreal, we know as quick as anybody, they turn on their team. But in the third there, I mean, that building had a buzz. It had electricity. They're trying to get them to tie this game up. Um, I would love for that buzz to return to KeyBank Center, like it was coming out of the lockout when not only was there 19,000 and it was rocking in there, but there was another 19,000 outside in the plaza. Oh, boy, could we return to those days. All right, let's read some tweets here. Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy, responds first and faster to any size disaster uh, you can send me your thoughts here at Brian WGR. All right. A lot of people commenting on the, the tweet here about the road home record. Uh, the home four and seven this calendar year, road record six and one. Uh, Corey says, I mean, it's the same problem we had last season. Same problem. Yep. Uh, Mikey says, make them stay on the road the whole time. <laughs> uh, Jasper says, the coach, the GM, and the owner's top priority, win at home. I agree. Ryan says, can you blame the fans for being grumpy, grumpy at home and expecting things to go wrong? 80% of the time for the last 15 years, it's gone wrong. That's not on the players. Okay, that is also true. Uh, let's see here. Sylvain says, they need to figure it out quickly because they'll still play half of, the game, half of the season at home for many years to come. Yes, that's a great point. They will. Uh, Charlie, I can understand that on the road, but at home, they should be bonding and making the home crowd screen for them. A couple of others here. Uh, Mark says, Montreal was chanting and cheering on the team when they were down one goal in the third. KeyBank Center is quiet with grumpy people expecting things to go wrong. You can always feel the tension in there. Even in close games when the teams look good, fans are not into it. A lot needs to change there. Okay. That's a good one there from Mark. We'll leave it at that here on the home road debate, which I'm sure we'll pick up here at uh, some point very soon. All right. uh, Let's see what's going on in the rest of the NHL here. Switch gears here as we go to the scores. Around the league, they're brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man. 
Now I want ribs. Final in Chicago, Philadelphia winning 3-1 to one, the final in that game. That's the only other game that was early action tonight. There are, excuse me, three games out west. Columbus, a 2-0 lead in Anaheim, 5 to go with the first period there. 7.48 to go with the first in Arizona. The Maple Leafs already have a 2-0 lead on the Coyotes. Austin Matthews, guess what? He gets his 50th goal of the season in that one for the Leafs. Wow, what a year for him with still a ton of games to go. And a great game, which I think I'm going to turn on after this uh, post game. Boston and Edmonton going at it tonight in Alberta. Early goal for the Bruins. Just three minutes into the game, Morton Geeky's 10th, 2.34 mark of the uh, first period. Uh, they lead Edmonton one to nothing. So three late games. You want to watch the Leafs. They're there for you. Uh, Boston and Edmonton, I think, is uh, the most attractive game. If you're interested in watching Columbus at Anaheim, well, you're a uh, harder supporter of the NHL than I am. Right, TJ? You're excited to go watch Columbus at Anaheim? Yeah, Columbus at Anaheim. That one's not getting well, me to turn Well, if you on wanted to preview the next opponent, that might be a good game to watch. <laughs> that's true. If you want to do the scouting report, that's right. Uh, Boston and Edmonton, though, is pretty juicy. I think, uh, I think I'm going to throw that on when this is done. That's probably the one I would choose as well. I agree. All right. Well, there's the score. Standings brought to you by Native Pride. Tall Chief Cigars stand tall with Native Pride. What does the Sabres win mean? Well, they are now two ahead of Montreal in the standings. They have 54, Buffalo... Uh, with a 25-27-4 record. Canadians uh, lose and stay at 52. So the Sabres are now two ahead of the Canadians and are only two behind Pittsburgh. You want to feel better in the standings, there's an opportunity maybe by the end of the weekend the Sabres actually could be ahead of Pittsburgh and ahead of Washington if, this, if, they, you know, if the out-of-town results go right. Uh, Pittsburgh is, as we mentioned, is off tonight. Let's see. Tomorrow, the Penguins are home for Montreal. So Montreal is on their way to Pittsburgh right now. So we'll can the Canadians get some revenge? Uh, you know that'll move them into a tie. But you'd be rooting for Montreal, I think, in this game. Uh, and then Buffalo's a chance to pass Pittsburgh on Friday when they uh, take on Columbus. Let's see. Are the Caps playing tomorrow? They also are at Tampa. So you'd be rooting for Tampa in that game. Although Tampa's a top wild card team. See, this is the problem. A lot of these East teams are going to play each other here. You, this is the you can't pass them all quickly sort of scenario. Uh, you got to hope that none of them go to overtime, too. That's that's the, again, when it, right, when it's East versus East and it's two wildcard teams going at it, wildcard race teams going at it, you, you just can't have that three-point uh, effort. And the Sabres haven't had a lot of those games this year. They have not had a lot of three-point games uh, when they've lost. Yeah, so there's the standings. There's uh, kind of the out-of-town scoreboard. And, again, the Sabres uh, will continue their road trip uh, in Columbus on Friday. Before we leave you, let's get the injury report in now. Brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. No Victor Olofsson. He's not on the trip uh, due to an illness. I'm guessing he's not going to join the team in Columbus. They'll probably go with the same lineup uh, on Friday because of the win tonight. Uh, we know the injuries. Owen Power still week-to-week. Jack Quinn... Initially, it was out six to eight weeks. That was about two weeks ago. And uh, Matias Samuelson out for the season. So there is your injury report here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. All right. Tomorrow on WGR, don't forget, uh, Joe and Jeremy starting at 6 a.m. I'm sure uh, then, you know, extra point show at 10 and then at noon with Marty and uh, Brian Duff. They'll have more on this win. Look ahead to Columbus on uh, 
Friday night, 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll have it for you right here on the Sabres Radio Network. And with that, we will put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Thanks for listening. Sabres win at 3-2 in Montreal. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer tonight. Thank you, TJ. Kyle Powell on our social media. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. The Bulldog was on the pregame. Tom Maddie is our engineer. And our game announcer is Dan Dunleavy and Rob Wright. I'm Brian Colziel. Final from the Bell Center. Sabres 3, Canadians 2. Have a good rest of your night. We'll talk Friday. Sabres and Blue Jackets right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.